0: really doing what you want in your life, in your business, if you're buying a car, if you're buying a house, if you're renting an apartment, if you're buying clothes, and it doesn't even have to be based around money, any decision that you make gets to come back to you and what you want. And you don't need to make up any stories about what anything means because when it feels really aligned, there's nothing that gets in the way of that. It is pure joy, That is free of any second guessing, free of any comparison. There is nothing like that feeling. You're listening to the Everyday is a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are in everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose, and you're the kind of person who gets after it, no matter what, this show is for you, and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, It's just me today. I'm doing a little solo episode, actually, a big solo episode. This is a big topic today. I'm going to be sharing the story about buying my new car that I just bought, but it's so much not about actually buying a car, even though I'm so excited about my car, but it's rather about why it is so important for us. To really hold the creativity and energy around what we want, AKA orient everything in our lives, rearrange everything in our lives so that we are protecting our energy at all costs. So we're being creative at all costs because when we are generating energy, when we are creative, when we are curious, there's truly no limit to what we can do. And also, Really having a no bullshit approach to manifesting what you want, getting what you want in this life. And I was just actually on a call with my business coach before this, and I was kind of telling her the story and we've been working together for like four years. Shout out long-term mentorship. I love it. I was telling her the story about buying my car and she was like, I feel like there's so many different things in your life, even in the last year of you kind of going through this no bullshit approach to really creating what you want and also tuning into what feels good over like what you should do or what anybody else thinks. And these are not only my core beliefs, my core drivers in life, but what I'll share about to the end, because really all we get to do, all we should do is come home to trust, trust ourselves over anything else. Be so certain in that, that we can have the most no bullshit approach to really getting what we want. And I truly believe that when we shift, right, when we start to go, oh, they're doing this, maybe I should do that. Or everybody says, like, there's this thing of like, you need to invest, you need to stretch yourself. Like, And if that doesn't actually feel good to you in the moment, like don't do it, right? Do what feels good for you. And there is no golden key. There is no golden answer to you should do this or you should do that. Rather a constant question of how can I come home to what feels right and good and aligned to me and how can I really connect to that and take action on it in a way that feels good? And this is a lifelong devotion and what I am so obsessed with, because when we do this, we just get to experience the absolute most fucking joy out of life. And really most importantly, when we don't do this, we get stuck, we get trapped. We don't actually move forward in our life, right? Like if we start to go, oh, they're doing this, maybe I should do that, or this is the right way. And it doesn't really feel exciting for me, but I'm going to try it anyway that's not very fun. And then we kind of get stuck and we don't move forward. So I'm going to share, I'm so excited. I'm going to try my best to really get this out in a way that's clear and makes sense because I could really talk for hours. And I also so deeply desire to be having this conversation with somebody else, but I'm going to have it with myself. And because I realize the only Co-host here would just be another version of me. So I'm gonna share it from my brain to yours. And I'm so excited. So let's see. Buying my car and all of the freaking lessons that came with it and how it really crowns in everything I teach, everything I stand for, everything I share for my clients. So I'm gonna start with why I even decided to buy a car in the first place. And this is huge. Okay. And this is going to be a conversation about debt. It's going to be a conversation around creating meaning about things. It's going to be a conversation about shifting out of scarcity and into abundance, shifting out of stuck energy and into creativity, AKA life force. Okay. So I hit this point in my life. I, let's say this was like six months ago that I've been generating like a decent amount of income in my business. It's been really steady. I'm like at numbers that feel really good. I'm super happy. You know, things are going well in my business. With that being said, I took a lot of risks to get to where I am today. And I'd built up a fair amount of credit card debt. And if you are familiar with credit card debt, it doesn't really go down unless you pay a significant amount of it out at one time, right? If you just kind of pay your minimum payments, kind of like you're having credit card debt forever and it never really goes away. So this is also a conversation about minimum standards. So I had a minimum standard or I have a minimum standard that continues to raise, but I have a minimum standard about how much money I want to keep in my personal account, how much money I want to keep in my business account. And then I have my credit. And I made this decision and I was like, you know what? I am no longer available for credit card debt because I just kept, you know, hitting these milestones, doing really well. And I was like, none of my money is really going anywhere because I'm just sort of paying off credit card debt. Who's been there? Okay. We've all been there. And side note, I have spent a lot of money on credit card debt and I've paid it back and I've always kind of quite enjoyed it. It's never been an issue for me. I love debt because it's a, a way for me to access money that I don't have and create opportunities that I otherwise wouldn't be able to create for myself. I've used credit cards to invest in private coaching. I use credit cards to do my trauma-informed coaching certificate. I've used credit cards to make every single fucking investment in my business because I didn't have the capital to fund myself completely. Okay, so I love credit card debt, it was great, it is great, and it was serving me really well. But I hit this point most specifically, this was probably like maybe a year and a half ago or something, I don't know when, but I made twenty thousand dollars in a month, and that was really cool. And I was like, this is really cool, that's a lot of money, and I made it (laughs) and It like didn't land in my bank account. I was like, I paid off a couple thousand dollars here. I paid off some credit card debt. And I was like, damn, this like is not what I thought it would be. I thought I would make the 20K and it would be in my account. And then I would like go on a trip to Bali. You know what I mean? And it just wasn't really like that because I had all this debt and I was so grateful for my debt. But I hit this point where I basically kept making the money I wanted to be making, but I wasn't seeing it in my bank account. Yes, I have a bookkeeper. Yes, I know where it's going, right? But essentially, I just I just wasn't having it anymore. So I set a new minimum standard where I was like, you know what? I'm not available for credit card debt anymore. I don't want credit card debt anymore right now, okay? Oh my gosh, this, this could go so many different ways, but I'm just going to stay on track. So it's like, I'm not available for credit card debt anymore. And I have about, I think I had about 10 grand in debt left. And I didn't want to pay it out of my personal account or out of my business account because I had that minimum standard for what I was going to have in my accounts. So what did I do? I realized that I was paying about $500 a month in credit card payments. And I have this car, okay? I've had my car for 10 years. I love my car, but I've had it for 10 years. That car payment was done and paid off about two or three years ago. So I realized that I had this $500 a month payment and I was like, this isn't fun. Okay. So from this point, I could have started to go, oh my God, I'm so irresponsible. I can't pay off my credit card debt. I'm never going to get ahead. I can't believe I got into all this debt. No. Not the vibe, because from that place, I would have spiraled. I would have started to feel bad about myself, start making meaning about it. It would have sucked energy and creativity out of my business, sucked energy and creativity out of my life, like wallowing in the misery of debt, right? That was not an option for me, but I did see this. And then I thought, you know what? I luckily have a car that's worth about 10 grand and $500 a month is kind of like a car payment. So I was like, Oh, what if I sell my car to pay off my debt and replace it with a car payment? Okay. Yes. I'm fully aware that a car payment is more money over time. Yes. I'm really grateful for the fact that I had a car to pay off that car payment, but how incredible because from that place, Buying a car is really exciting. I've kind of wanted a new car for a while. That's going to add energy. That's going to add excitement. And when I pay $500 instead of like a boring paying off credit card debt, it's like, this is so exciting. I have a new car and I love it. And it makes me happy and it adds creativity to my life. So got super creative about my funds and made this decision. Now from this place, stick with me here. Because I had no idea what kind of car I wanted, like absolutely not. I had no idea what kind of car I wanted. I'm not really a car person, so I haven't really been shopping around. But the way that I roll is I love to just take leaps because that's what motivates me. I just like to start taking action. So I just put my car up for sale. And listen to this piece, okay? So I'm sitting here. I've created a successful business. I'm bringing in money. I'm going to sell my car to pay off my credit card debt. Can you just stop and frame that story and just start in your mind to start to make up stories about me? Like, oh my God, how irresponsible. You are failing. Like you got yourself in so much trouble that... You literally had to sell your car. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. I very easily could have said, you know what? This is a good idea. It feels good to me, but what an embarrassing story. Or like, people are going to judge me. I'm not going to do it. Right. Because obviously, I'm not going to explain this podcast episode to anybody if I told them that. Oh, I sold my car to pay off my credit card debt. I'm replacing it with a new car payment. And I'm so excited. Doesn't matter. I didn't have to explain myself to anyone. It was such an exciting idea to me. And I didn't know what kind of car to buy. So I could have said, you know what? I'm going to buy a new car immediately. I'm going to line it up so that the day I sell mine, I'm immediately going to buy a new car. And then I never have to tell anybody this story. Well, I didn't really care to do that because I didn't know what kind of car I wanted. And I wasn't ready. And let me add this part, my Subaru Crosstrek that I've had since... My sophomore year of college was quite literally collecting dust in my driveway. I never drove it like ever, like never freaking drove the car. So I was like, I'm just going to sell it. And I'm going to give myself a little bit of time to figure this out, figure out what kind of car I want in this area of its own. Okay, So I moved past the story and then I allowed myself to not have a car for a little bit. What did I have to do then? I had to accept support from my partner and asking him to borrow his car. Or I think I asked him for like two or three rides. I think the whole time in five months, it really didn't inconvenience me at all. The only thing I have to drive to is my energy doctor appointment. And I think a couple of spin classes, a couple of appointments. But anyway, I had to open myself up to that. I had to open myself up to the possibility of not having a car, asking for rides Okay, I had a car since I was 15, so doing something like that, really hard for me, but I was excited by it, and I'm not making that up, I was like, this is exciting, I haven't been driving my car, I've kind of been in this weird rut, I'm going to switch the energy around, I'm going to start walking more, and I'm just going to figure out what kind of car I want, so I did that, and then I had to figure out what kind of car I wanted, okay, you guys following me? I hope that this is like meaning is being created through this story. So my first thought was I was going to buy a Bronco Sport. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to buy this car. I went and test drove one kind of right after. I think like the week after I sold my car. Maybe I hadn't even sold it yet. I test drove the Bronco Sport. I loved it. I used to have a Ford E350 that I lived out of. I used to drive an F-150 when I worked in construction. So I I love the Ford and I test drove that and like really loved it. And it was super fun. And I went into the financing right away because I was going to finance it, right. To replace the thing. Because it's always a good idea to go into debt. That makes you feel good. I think, right. Always use your body as a soundboard. And they quoted me at like the worst the worst deal in the world. Like the interest rate was awful. It was like 12%, even though my credits like 800, they weren't going down on the price. Like it was just this whole thing. It was like really bad. And then I was like, eh, that doesn't sound good for me. And the finance guys, if you've ever been to a car dealership, like some of them can be really harsh. So the finance guys started kind of bullying me. They were like, the interest rates are just going to go up and up and up. Like you have to buy this now. You're never going to get a better deal. <sighs> Regardless of whether or not that was true. I was like, you know what? This is not fun. I got all tense in my energy. Like, you know, and things aren't right. I got like all energetically tense, which like doesn't happen that much anymore, but a car dealership's enough to whew, send me there. And I laughed. I laughed. I was like, you know what? I don't want to buy a car on a bad vibe. Like I don't want to. And that was so shitty for me that I was like, I'm just going to chill for a bit and like not look at cars. It ended up being like five or six months until I bought a car. In that time, I started looking at other cars. I looked at luxury vehicles and, you know, all these stories were coming up of like, okay, I've been doing well. Should I have a nice car to showcase you know, that I'm like successful to feel successful when I'm in it. And then I started looking at Toyotas because I've always wanted a Toyota. And, you know, a lot of my friends drive Toyota. So I was like, maybe this is a good idea, even though I originally wanted the Bronco. And I'm just going back to all these sort of things and sort of letting the outside influence me a little bit about the Toyota, or should I drive a nice car? Because that's what I see other people doing. Like once you hit a certain level of success, you buy a nice car and none of it was feeling good. I was like, I don't really want a nice car. I drove one of them. I forget which one it was. And i had like leather seats and it was super nice. And I just felt like so unsatisfied in it. And I realized number one, I'm not really a car person. Like I've never really been in awe over like a nice car what I want is to throw a surfboard in, to throw a snowboard in, to throw my skateboard in and to be able to take it on adventures. All I wanted was four-wheel drive to throw my shit in it, to throw my toys in it. And also I love simplicity and things to be easy, which attracts me to a new car and you know the screen and things auto-connecting. Like I love ease and I love to throw my toys in it. So then I had to not go, oh, I should do this, but I had to come back to myself and go, okay, all I want is a car to throw my toys in. So I went through this. I, I would test drive a car and then I would sit on it for a month because if you guys listen to Bree and my human design podcast episode, she told me about my human design that it's good for me to make decisions from a calm place. I know earlier I was like, I just sold my car, made that crazy decision, but I'm really practicing trying to make decisions from a calm place. So I would test drive a car, and I would sit on it for like a month, literally. I would look at them, I would sit on it, I would think about it, and I kept test driving all these cars, and like none of them are really doing it for me. Or I would like you know find little things, or it was too big, or whatever, and So I just really had to trust myself on what I wanted. And there was really this huge part of me that's like, do I really want a Ford? Like, can I do better than a Ford? Like, should I get like a nicer car? Should I get a more expensive car? Whole thing. So I actually ended up, I was in Carlsbad the other day down like near Encinitas in North County, San Diego. And Chris and I had some time to kill. He was funny. When I told him that I was recording this episode, he was like, you better include me because I was there with you every time at the dealership. So we had some time to kill and we went to a dealership in Carlsbad. And every time when I almost bought the first Bronco, when I was test driving all the other cars, everyone was sort of being really like aggressive with me. Like, is this a car? Is this a car? Do you want to buy it? Like, it's the last one. If you don't buy this one right now, you might never buy another car. Like, all these weird sales tactics and stuff. Okay. So I go to this car dealership in Carlsbad and I actually went back to the Ford Bronco after finally deciding I didn't want a RAV4, even though it was hybrid, I didn't want it. And I went back to the Ford Bronco and I walked in and I, the car dealer guy came out and I said, listen, I just want good energy. I want to buy a car. I'm ready. And I just want a good vibe like through and through. And I still didn't know if I was for sure going to buy the Bronco because like, I've been on the fence for five or six months. Like this was the hardest decision I've literally ever made. Um, I think partially because I didn't have to make it and it was just kind of fun to play in the unknown, but I didn't fully know, but I told the car dealer guy, the salesman, I was like, I just want good vibes. And I'd had so many bad experiences that I said to him, you know, if If you start kind of doing like the salesy tactics to me, or if I feel weird or pressured, like I'm just going to leave. And I just want to tell you that because I want a good vibe. So he gave me a good vibe. I was test driving the car. It was all good. And I had another appointment scheduled to go do something else unrelated. And I told him, and I said, I have an appointment, but I'm going to come back. And he was like a little bit weird about the fact that I had an appointment. He thought I was lying to him and I was going to another dealer and he wouldn't show me the numbers that he had given me. I took a picture of him anyway. I took a picture of his numbers, even though he told me not to. It's a big no-no. Like they don't want you to take a picture of their numbers because you could get a better deal. But I took a picture of them literally just so I could look at them when I was eating, like to see what was going on. Because every time I was sitting with him, he kept taking the numbers away from me. I'm like, I'm buying like a car, like leave the numbers in front of me so I can figure this out. He kept taking them. So I snuck a photo literally just so I could look at them. It never occurred to me that I would take his numbers and give them to someone else. But he was so kind enough to give me that idea. And he said, you can't take a picture of these numbers because you might take them somewhere else and get a better deal. I had already taken a picture of the numbers, but anyway, the guy was being in hindsight, he actually was kind of being sketchy the whole time, but I thought he was being cool for the most part compared to the other people I dealt with. So I came back and I was going to buy the car And it was like eight o'clock at night and I was ready, but there was still a part of me that was like, I don't know if it's the Bronco. So I was going through the whole buying thing. And at the very end, right as I was about to buy, there was one question that I wanted him to cover like $250 for insurance because it was so late and I didn't have car insurance active for the car. So I was like, can you ask your manager if they can cover the car insurance for me? And he basically looked at me and he was like, is this the thing that's going to make you buy the car? And I was like, um, me being like totally honest and only wanting a good vibe. I was like, I don't know. It very well might be, but you know, there's a chance I wouldn't. And he was kind of like, I need you to tell me that this is the thing that's going to get you to buy the car. And I wouldn't. And I, and I said, I'm like, do you want me to lie to you? Like, I'm not going to do this. And he sort of crossed his arms and sat back and looked at me and Chris, cause Chris was with me. And he was like, this is a game to me. And I was like, okay, it's not a game to me. Have a great night. And I left (laughs) because I said, as soon as you give me a weird vibe, I'm going to leave. So even though I wanted the car so bad, but still was a little bit on the fence, I left. And when I left the Ford dealership and drove home with Chris back to LA, I felt sad. And it was the only time in the whole car buying process that I had felt any really emotion around a car. And I realized in that moment that I do want to buy this car for sure. Like I wanted this Bronco. I wanted this color. I was psyched on it. So the next day I got home from Los Angeles. We went to a car dealership the next morning and I walked in and I'm still like, I'm buying the car on good energy. Like I don't want to buy the car in weird energy. I don't want a weird sales tactic. I don't want this. I understand it, but I'm not available for it. I'm not available for it. So I walked into the car dealership in Glendale, shout out star Ford in Glendale, not sponsored, but they're actually cool over there. And I went in and I did the same thing. I said, Hey, I want to buy this Bronco. I see that you have it. And I, I just want good energy through and through, you know, I just want good energy. I want it to be easy. If it's easy, if it's good energy, you give me a good deal. I'll buy the car went through the whole thing with this guy. I showed him the numbers from the last place. I said, Hey, can you, you know, maybe give me a little better deal than this or match it. He gave me a little bit of a better deal. It was super easy. At one point I said, I was like, I'm really hungry. I need to go and get lunch. I need to call my car insurance and I'll come back. He was like, no problem. Do your thing. I won't sell the car. It'll just be here. Super chill. Actually, it's so funny because I came back and then I started kind of being weird with him. I was like, can you throw in like all weather mats? And I was like asking him all this stuff. And he was like, I'm already giving you a great deal. I like can't do anything else. And then I sort of laughed and I was like, you know, I asked you not to be annoying and now I'm being annoying. And we just kind of joked about it and we had good energy. I bought the car. It was super fun. I was super freaking stoked, like more stoked than... I had been or like could have ever possibly been. And I bought the car on good energy. And I share this because oh my God, there's so many pieces to this story. And it's just so much of everything that I share, right? It's like allow yourself to be creative, set your standard for what you want and let that happen. Like I knew I wanted to buy a car on good energy. I had about I don't know, eight experiences, not all shared in this episode where there was weird energy with the salesman. And I so easily could have just bought the car and said, screw it, salesmen are just all a-holes and I'm gonna buy the car anyway. But I didn't, I left because I didn't really have a standard around what the timeline was gonna be on the car. I didn't really care when I got the car or when I didn't get the car, but I did care that the energy was good and that I liked the car and everything felt amazing. And I sucked at that. And I waited until I found the guy with good energy. I set my standard for what I wanted. I told them upfront what I was available for, and I followed through on it. And we really get to apply this to every single thing in life, right? What is it that you want? What is your standard? And will you actually allow yourself to see it through? because now I'm so excited about my car. I am absolutely obsessed with it. I love it. And every time I get in, not only do I love all the features and I love the space and I love what it looks like, but I think about how nice the guy was who sold it to me and I feel good. And I've already had a question and I can call my salesman and it feels amazing. And to me, more importantly than a car, more importantly than anything is having good relationships, having integrity, having good energy around what you do. And I don't stop in my personal life. Like that applies when I buy a car. It applies when I buy a house. It applies all the way through and through, no matter what. And that is a story about how I creatively rearranged my finances to, instead of having credit card debt, have debt I'm really freaking psyched about, how I listened to myself and and didn't start to go, oh, I should have a nice car or I should have a Toyota because they last longer, or I should have leather seats because I make more than X amount per year. And I actually got to tune into myself and go, you know what? I just love to have my toys in the back of the car. I grew up in the woods. I don't really care, you know, what my car looks like as I pull into Erewhon. Like I don't need the nicest, fanciest car with the best quality leather seats. Like that actually, this might change at some point in my life, but that actually doesn't give me any joy. Like, isn't that so amazing? Like what gives me joy is all weather proof maps. Like, I fucking love that shit. I love rubber mats in the car because it means I can go snowboarding. It means I can throw surfboards in. And I just had to remember that about myself. And the funniest thing is I actually used to have leather seats in my first car that I owned. And I didn't even like them because they got all sticky. And I actually really liked the cotton seats or whatever that I had in my Subaru because they were easy. So it's just so... Amazing, right? That we get to come back to what we like. And if you like a luxury car, fuck yeah. If you don't, fuck it. You don't need one. Like, just do what feels good. And when you're able to do that, there's no weird bullshit or energy in between what you're doing. You're just like, oh, this is it. This feels good. And then when you actually buy it or do the thing or make the decision, side note, you can apply this to anything in your life. For me, getting in my car, I just feel so good. I feel so clear. I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. I'm not worried if I made the wrong decision because every single decision I made was based off of me. It was not based off the salesman. It was not based off what my friends had. It was not based on what I thought I should do based on who I've become and what I've created or this or that or whatever, okay? Like, I don't even know if this was necessarily an upgrade to the last car I had. You know, it's like, oh, you should be upgrading and up-leveling. And I just kind of bought a similar car, right? I don't know. Maybe it was nicer. I used to have a super cross track, but anyway, really doing what you want. And this goes for when you're investing in things in your life, in your business, if you're buying a car, if you're buying a house, if you're renting an apartment, if you're buying clothes, like any decision, and it doesn't even have to be based around money, any decision that you make gets to come back to you and what you want. And you don't need to make up any stories about what anything means because when it feels really good and it feels really aligned, there's nothing that gets in the way of that. It is pure freaking joy, pure joy, clean stream of joy and energy It is free of any second guessing, free of any comparison. And when you get to feel that and experience that, there is nothing like that feeling. Have you ever like worn an outfit that you thought was like fashionable, but you felt uncomfortable or something, or it was like too tight, but you thought it was supposed to fit like that. And then you walked into a room and you felt self-conscious or weird. And then you started to look around this is kind of how I am. If I wear something super fashiony or like tight or whatever, even though it might look bomb and it's a really great outfit, I always feel a little bit like self Like I'm a little bit like not super comfortable, right? And I'll start to look around at other people and wish I had on like comfier clothes, which I've actually been on a journey of making all my clothes just feel incredible. So this is maybe speaking to my past self. But when I'm wearing like just really comfortable clothes. that I love kind of the same kind of clothes I've been wearing since childhood. I feel so good. I could walk into like the Oscars and I wouldn't think anything. Like I wouldn't compare myself to anyone. I would just feel so good. And that's how I feel in my car. And that's how I feel. I think I've talked about this in prior podcast episodes when I decided to work with my longtime mentor at $1,000 a month versus joining this super sparkly, high vibe, Southern California mastermind with all these women who are making over a million dollars. That's how I felt when I joined the program with my mentor instead. I felt so good, so aligned. No one can mess with me. I feel so confident because I made the decision that was true for me. It wasn't based off of like, oh, you should do this thing. You should put yourself in the rooms with people who do this. You should work with people who are like this. I just made the decision that felt so freaking right for me in the moment and felt incredible. And that can change. There might be a time in my life where I want a luxury vehicle. There might be a time in my life where, you know, wearing some bomb tight outfit feels better than the sweatpants. And some days there are, right? This isn't true for every day, every time. There might be a time we're joining a high-level mastermind, and stretching myself might feel better than doing something that I've always known. And these things can change in cycles in our life. They can change by the day, and they can change by the minute. If you want them to change by the minute, but what matters is is that we're always coming back to ourself as a soundboard. We are leading with self-trust, and also using our voice to share our beliefs, our values, and our desires around what we want. So that's what I have today. I hope you enjoyed the story. I hope you gained stuff from it. I hope you found parallels in your own life and started to think like, oh, where can I hold a boundary? Where can I hold a standard? Where can I come more back to myself? So I hope you got everything out of this that you possibly could have. You can, I'm sure, come back to this episode at a later time and get something totally different out of it. but. I would love to hear from you. If this did land for you, if you liked this episode, please share it on Instagram and tag me. I'd love to hear from you. If I haven't yet, you can go check out pictures of my new car. Maybe I'll share it. Maybe it's already up. Maybe I won't. But either way, I am just sending you so much love and joy. And I just hope that you have the best day and continue to just move closer to a life that feels so good, so aligned, and so freaking alive. And I will talk to you in the next episode. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.